say, slay the giants. And I asked him, what do you mean by it? What do you mean by that, slay the giants? And he was saying, in Silicon Valley, there's a lot of what people call giants. And it's time for them to come down. And my people are going to slay the giants. And you're going to do it through offerings. It's time for you to give and give like you've never given before. And trust me. And he said, and a little child shall lead them. So it's not always in the big things and what looks so mature and, and established. It's in the little things and obeying what he says to do. So as it was just said, be open to however he leads you. And we are going to slay the giants. Your talents, your gifting, your breath. 
there's a reason that our heart beats either for him. There are reasons, there's a reason why he's saying, look, I want to shine light in these darkened areas. What are darkened areas? Areas where he is not on the throne. And each and every one of us get to step into something more than we've ever been and, and, and finally call a halt to our satisfaction with the status quo of our life. It's a choice. You know? It's a choice. Everything about this is a choice. So, with what I say today about first fruits, and everything else, you get to change. You don't have to stay the same. Okay. Okay. All right. Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you for what it is that you have to say to me, through me. Thank you for the apostle of this house. person that is here. I thank you for this. I thank you for the opportunity to stand before you and before your people. I thank you for the opportunity to be a vessel for you, Holy Spirit, because you know what you want from us. And you're teaching me how to yield to you so that we can get you say everything you want to say without any disturbance or hindrance from me. I thank you for the marvelous enveloping that we experience in the time of soaking in your presence. the time of the first fruits. And one of the things, I had a conversation, one of my Bible studies during the week last week, uh, our time together, we were talking about the first fruits and I was gonna use slides and stuff, but it's like, no, that's okay. You can actually take notes and write this down because it matters to you. Um, the conversation was, was something about, and I'm, I'm having to reference notes, that it started with what the instructions were that we received pertaining to first fruits. And this was given to us in 2002. And some of you remember that. It was uh, addressed to the church was New Growth, called New Growth at the time. And it was in that season of uh, it was during that season that the Lord um, started to impress upon Dr. Baker um, about doing first fruits. We'd never heard of it. We'd read about it in Proverbs, honor the Lord with the first fruits. And we read about the festivals and things in the word and, and, and what is Leviticus. And 
and all. And it was like, oh, okay, that sounds great. And, and But we didn't know what it meant. We really didn't. But he said to do it. So we said, okay. And we did it without any understanding whatsoever. We went through a phase where it was everything Jewish and Hebrew and so forth. And, and we learned and extracted what we were doing over the course of all of these years has been to understand what it is for this house and this season. Every first fruits is a season. It is the end of a season and the beginning of a season. That's what this is about today even. Um, most of us are familiar with the expression or the timing called Rosh Kadesh, which has to do with the head of the month or the new time and it enters into a season. And we will talk a little bit about that because we've just come out of one and into the new one, the new moon. Um, and so we're in the time of Sivan, which you can look up a lot of this on your own, but it, it is the month and it, it, it's very relevant with what's being taught pertaining to kingdom wealth because this is the season and the time for those that are in business. It's the business people month. So what does that what understand time, seasons, and so forth? Somebody, um, you guys get the tape for me because I don't want to do this all day. Um, times and seasons. The season for the business people, the season for this, the season for that. What is that telling you? That you're on the threshold of, of the step into a place where God has made preparation for you. For a specific calling, a specific anointing, a specific assignment. And passivity will not get us there. Because he is passionate. So when we talk about, I belong to him, I've got to take on his attitude toward the things that he wants done. Oh, you're going to be that kind? <laughs> Oh, no, he did not. <laughs> he brought a big roll of packing tape. You're not putting that on me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for first fruits, the season, the seasons that we do it, the four times a year that we present to him are very, very relevant in terms of what he wants to do in that season that we've missed many, many years. Because we didn't know. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, you see even the disciples who blew it a time, time or two. Okay. And um, thank God the season came around again. But we're not going to miss it this time. Because we're in the season of not missing the season. All right. Where are you going to find that in the Bible? I don't know. But it's in there. <laughs> it will come before we're done. All right. Now the instructions that God told us about, and we reiterated these last April 2020. He said, set aside your first day's wages of every month. These are your first fruits. And for those that are in business, 
and have different types of things, ask the Lord what the amount is. What do you want for your first fruits? And he says, set it aside. That means it's not yours to spend. It's not yours to, to borrow from if you get a little short somewhere else. It's your first lesson in what Proverbs says, honor the Lord with the first fruits. So it isn't just the setting aside of the money. If it was just about money, see, that, that wouldn't make any sense because that, that's not what he was saying. It's about honor. This is the blessing that uh, I, I, I do reference this book, Apostle Henderson wrote, called The Cause Blessing. There's some things in here that he taught. When, when I heard him teach this, I had an understanding of the parts I didn't understand because I was just doing it because we were told to, and I trust my apostle. I don't think that she comes up with fundraising ideas in a way that's pleasing the people, you know? Okay, no, I know you don't. You know, and I gotta come up with a smart way to be able to, to finagle a little bit out of, and if you think that way, you've got an attitude already, but it's the wrong one. Can you see what I'm saying? And I know y'all have had some of this go on, so why not have it exposed? It's not a big deal, unless you keep it. When we expose it, it gets like a, it's like a roach. You can step on it, okay? And it's, that's the end of that. And you wipe your shoes off, okay? So those are just some of the, the different things. Um, okay, so set aside your first day's wages of every month. These are your first fruits. What is the scripture in Proverbs? Three, nine, and ten. Three, nine, and ten. Thank you. The first row. <laughs> the first fruits. Y'all better know that. How the first fruits coming Okay. So did you hear that? Yes. Did the rest of you hear that? Yes. Okay, let's, okay, on, on three, I just, I'm gonna count to three, and at the end of three, I just want you to say hi. One, two, three. Hi. hi. Okay, good, do you hear all those people? Did y'all hear that? Yes. Okay, good, let's keep that up. <laughs> when a question is asked, okay? It's like, oh, they can answer for me. Nobody speaks for Deanna but Deanna, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Anybody know where that scripture is that I'm talking about? Yes. yes. What is it? Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. And you all wrote that down on your notes, right? Yes. Oh, very right good. Now. Look at this. I feel like we're back in school. Okay. All right. Because these are your first fruits. And what is that first word in the instruction? What is that word? Honor the Lord. Your, Come on. Listen, if they answered it for you, y'all can go ahead and echo it. Yeah, yeah that was what I was going to say too. Okay, so it, the first word gives you the attitude of what it is about what God is looking for in the first fruits. Evidently, it's not the money or the heart, the, the wheat or whatever. What is the word? Honor. Okay, so we're talking about a day of honor, a time to honor. And because the first fruits are brought every month, there is not a day that he is not to be honored. Hallelujah. Now this is going to posture, position your heart. It positions our heart for when we release it, that you don't sing bye bye love, bye bye happiness, or some other thing when you put that envelope down like, well, it was good to have you for a moment there, you know, and so forth. It, 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 it won't be that way. Instead it'll be hello. Hello, hello, my God. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right? Come before me four times per year to present your first fruits during the appointed feasts and festivals. Okay? Now, here's where somebody, uh, where, where a lot of us get stuck. 
See, everybody's got that part. We all understand about the gathering of it. I want you to take a blank piece of paper. I mean, I'm gonna ask this question. How many of you actually have a list of the things he says, write a list of every desire that you have? Um, how many of you actually have an existing list? Great, okay, good. I'm gonna challenge that list today. He said, write a list of every desire that you have. Uh-oh, relationships, job, career, dreams, visions, salvation for those close to you, family-related desires, etc. right? And then the next instruction is what? Thank me for it on a daily basis. On a daily basis, which is where some people fall apart. Some people don't even have a list. Some people just do first fruits out of duty. And they don't really get be what, and, and it's like, well, I don't want to just give. I mean, I don't want to give to get. And it's like, well, do you want to obey? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. Well, what he's telling you to expect and you don't want to expect, what are you doing? Disobeying. Exactly. It's the wrong attitude. It's like my mother has shared stories about um, finding what my motivation was, what kind of gifts were really thrilling to, to a person such as me. Back when I, this is quite a, a few years ago. And um, she would give, she'd go to Hawaii, go here and there, and she'd bring back jewelry, which I still have. I still have the rings, the pearl rings. I still have a lot of the things that, because I keep, I treasure people more so than I treasure stuff. But when people that I treasure gift me with something, because I treasure the people, I take care of the stuff. I honor the people, I honor the gift of the, the, the person who didn't have to do a thing for me. And that you were willing to do such a thing. It, it, is, it is that kind of thing. So I, if you ever see me wear a double pearl, two, two pearl rings together, those came from my childhood. Um, when my mom, first time I think she went to Hawaii, she brought back all the stuff. Um, so I, I love, I like jewelry a lot. And she gave me that, gave us all, each of her kids, she gifted us with different things. And uh, then she'd go here and there in, and she'd bring this and that and the other, and all that was cool. And then one day she went to a believers, well, some kind of meeting, and she came back with books upon books upon books. I mean, they were books about faith and books about love and just it was books about the word of god things that open up teachings and i mean i, I acted like christmas had come i mean that was that's probably the first animated book excited thing she ever saw because it was several things at one time it was books which is good in and of itself some some are not to me it was a gift that she gave she brought it back and it was about my favorite subject the word of god and my favorite person, Jesus. And so when you put all that together, and then you adding in the Holy Spirit, and you adding in Father, and it was just like, this is stellar, really something. I was bouncing all over the place. I was just so excited. I had like probably six of them, didn't know which one to start with, and they all just smelled so good, and you know, you could see touch, and, <laughs> and doing all that. I mean, it just go into like, it's really embarrassing to see this woman being so, oh my gosh, this is so bad. Ooh, this is going to be so good, you know, because it was everything that I wanted. And the only thing I got more excited about was every time I got a new Bible. <laughs> so it was just that way. And why for my mom? Because I felt that she, first, well, she used to give us Bibles all the time trying to get us saved. But after I got saved, my Bibles really mattered. You know, they really mattered because somebody was 
seeing you ahead and preparing you for a season. That's what first fruits does. It prepares us yes, for a season. Yes, yes. A season that we have not yet stepped into, mm -hmm. but when we get to it, we're ready. This is what the first fruits, the gathering of the first fruits is about. And the list is the anticipation of what God gets to do. He's like, write this thing, write a list of every desire that you have and thank me on a daily basis for everything on your list. And then the next part of the instruction was expect to see the manifestation of these things. Now, if you wrote a list, great. If you Thank him every day, great. Number three, you expect to see. And that one is where sometimes expectation gives way to the wrong definition of hope. Hope is expected, but hope is expecting because of faith, because you know, because you see. Whereas we can write these laundry lists or Christmas lists or whatever wish lists and and hope that maybe he'll get one or two of them off of it and it doesn't happen because we've come from the wrong, we didn't connect back with him. So I'm gonna share this, where he said, by the end of the year or the feast of the festival, he said, if I've not performed everything on your list, take the money that you have set aside and go on a shopping spree. But if I do perform the request on your list, you must bring all your first fruits into the storehouse and present them to me. My thought about that was, I, I don't. There's not enough money in this little thing to go on a shopping spree. No matter how much I could be uh, uh, first fruiting uh, every month, ten thousand dollars, it's still not going to be enough to go on a shopping spree. When I know the thing I do know about God is that He's got a much better one in mind, and I would rather, for me, fix my attitude and get this understanding. So that he can do everything on the list because what he what I have on my list money can't buy. That's right. Else I wouldn't have bought it with. You understand? Yes, I, what's that's the right. point of, of sowing the money for for uh, for God to do something that um, money can't buy? Money can't buy uh, salvation. It can send people out. It can do certain things like that. But Jesus already paid the price for salvation. So blood pays for that. Money is money doesn't pay for that. Do you understand? Um, so here he's saying, this is what I want you to do. Now we're in Shabbat. God is talking to us about kingdom wealth. He's talking about going from being debt free to starting to prosper to moving from merely that into the wealth of the kingdom. So there are steps and there are stages, and all of it also has to do, it's all, everything is always full circle. It always revolves around him. It's always, he's always surrounding us. It's always coming from him and returns back to him. And every single part of it always has something to do with what he has in mind to do. Yes. So this is all about God. This is all about Jesus. This is all about the Holy Spirit. It's all about him. It really is. And that's the way he set things up so that he himself takes always the responsibility for keeping his word. Always. And there's no panic when you start realizing that trust is tethering every hope, every expectation, everything you see, everything that you know is connected to him. 
And when I when I connect it to him, I don't have to worry about it because he has it covered in this covenant. It's covered. First fruits, first fruits is about trust because you don't honor where you don't trust. Are you with me? You can't. Oh, I honor you, but I don't know if you're really going to do this or not. See, it doesn't connect. You honor where you trust. You trust where you honor. And those are both parts of who he is. So this is what he told us to do. Now, there was a king, since we were talking about kings, that was told to ask God for something. He was told, ask him for, let me see if I can find the scripture. A really old slide. Okay. In he spoke to King Ahaz in Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 12. And I'm reading from the message translation. Where God again spoke again to Ahaz. He said, This time he said, Ask for a sign from your God. Ask me for a sign. Ask anything. Be extravagant. Ask for the moon. Ask me for something well beyond uh, your ability to make it happen. Now, Ahaz said, verse 12, I'd never do that. I'd never make demands like that on God. So he determined in that religious falsity to disobey. God told you to do it. Oh, I won't, I, I would never. It, it didn't say that this, I, no, God spoke to the king. And God said, ask me for a sign. Ask your God for a sign the way those others ask their, their heathen gods or heathen idols and stuff, they're always asking for stuff. Ask me. You ask me. You have a relationship with me. Now, what kind of sign? Or ask me, ask anything. Be extravagant. Ask for the moon. Ask me for the impossible is what he was saying. And then what it was, but, but here's where it starts to connect. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God says what? I know the plans that I have for you. Okay, that's the first row. The rest of you? Plans for hope in the future. Now, who knows the plans? He does. Okay. God knows the plans that he has for you. He told this king, ask me for a sign. Ask anything. What do you suppose he was expecting him to ask? And the answer to that is something that God had put upon his heart that he wanted to fulfill. Because it's God's pleasure. God's plans. I know the plans. I know the delights. I know the dreams. I know the, the things that excite me that I have in store for you. I have plans. My mom used to plan, uh, still does to a certain extent. Um, she, when she's gifting someone with something, our apostles the same way, she has it in mind what she's going to do. And from the time that, that the, the, the thing first comes to mind, to heart, you've got it, whether you know about it or not. And there's a season, there's a prep season, a, a, a storing season, a gathering time to pull all these different things in, the components or the makings of it if she's cooking you a meal or whatever it happens to be. But it's all being gathered for a time of presentation. 
because she has a picture of the day that she used to call you in or come to you or whatever it happens to be in the day when everything that she's got stored up, the, the impossible things, the things you were dreaming, the things that you could thought, wow, that would just be so amazing. And God has put it in her heart to do it. When he put it in her heart to do it, it was done. Because she will be faithful to him. And I'm, I, I know that some of you are the same way, but I'm, I'm using Apostle Baker as the example here because we have this relationship with him. And so she, if God, when God says to her, ask me or be extravagant or ask for the moon, or he says, I want you to build a prison and I want this to happen and I want you to do that. That's God asking her so that the exchange of it, the trade-off is that when she says yes to it, she asks him for it. Lord, let me have that. Let me have that prison. Let me have that 120. Let me have this. Grant me this. Now, this, some people think, well, well but what about marriage? What about being out of debt? Well, when you ask the right thing, everything is included in it. That's right. When you ask God, and I'm ahead of my, uh, getting a little bit ahead, but I'll, we'll, I'm going to do that and circle back. You ask God, on your list that grant me your desires for me, what will be left out? Nothing. Can you see where you might have had like a 12 item list if you can down reduce to one line item? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a whole lot of scripture. And it'll keep you from judging whether or not he did it. <laughs> and it'll keep you in a place of expectation of surprises single day, which means that as a little kid, you'll get to start delighting. I posted this little thing on Facebook uh, yesterday, I think it was. It was a, a, like a three-year-old or something waiting for her big sister to come home from school. And so uh, every day, this little girl, I guess, would go out and wait, and she'd jump up and down and start kind of running like a toddler runs. And the big sister saw her as she was coming across the park. And it's so beautiful the way these little girls are greeting each other because the older sister's probably six or seven, something like that. And the way she runs and the other one is just so excited, so excited because my sister's home and I love her so much. And so you'll see it if you follow me on the whatever they call it. If you're connected to me, you'll, you'll probably see it. But that child was just like, it's you. Hi. You know how we do. Hi. <laughs> Here you come, I'm coming to you. I'm not, I'm running in place because she couldn't, I guess she didn't run, but she's like, oh, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. And the big sister comes running toward her to embrace her and to carry her back. Well, how much more does your big brother, our brother Jesus, desire us to look for him and to say, well, it's you, it's you. And you, just the hug, just the embrace alone, is a wonderful surprise, is a wonderful moment, but he always comes in gifts. He can't help it, he's a giver. Okay? So this is why God is saying, ask me and thank me, because thanksgiving opens up the heart to expectation. It's not out of order. He said, write the list, whatever that is, whatever you desire, 
And when you say, I desire Psalm 37, 4, is it, or something like that? I desire, I give the desires of the heart that you've given to me. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. What I want more than anything is you. And I want you to manifest yourself in my life in the ways that allow others to see how good you are. I want on another standard. I want in the season things that are going to open up the season and take me to the next one. I want the things that you want to release in this season that prepare me for the next. Because many of the things we're holding out for, we're not preparing ourselves for. And the only way to prepare for it is to let him prepare us. And that means, you know, if you are resistant to change, then you're not really expecting from God. You're wanting to acquire more stuff, but you're not wanting to acquire growth. And for what he has, it always requires us to grow to more in him, not outside of him. Okay? Um, he said, this is the month, Shavuot, is the appointed time, this is the season. Um, the giving of the Torah is one part of that. And it is, so we're thanking you for the receiving of the Torah. We're thanking you for the receiving of, of, of your word, of, of freedom. We're praising you and thanking you. Let me see if I have this here. We're thanking you for the goodness that you have shown us. We're thanking you for you being able to fulfill your heart's desires for us in this season. Tells you I do the silence for a moment. Because that's your opportunity to thank him. One of our lessons today is about thanksgiving. Because it opens the door to everything else. It keeps us from being, oh, so many things. So many things. I'm almost done with this part. There's so much I want to tell you. This month is about receiving mercy for completion. To receive mercy for completion. It is according to the tribe of Zebulun, and this is the month for the business person, the business people. This is a month when completion, business enterprises, you start a project, you get it done. You take <coughs> care of kingdom business. Things that he's put in your heart to, to, to do. This is the month in which the season in which you can get it done Praise and stop just talking about it. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Thank you. He said it's the month of receiving your boundaries. It is the month of rect, rect, receiving this and receiving your boundaries is speaking to your assignment, knowing what your metron is, knowing your span of authority, knowing that because of certain things you've done in the preparatory season, that even as you release the first fruits, you're able to receive. When you release, you receive. And you're receiving the thoroughfare, the, the blockages, the hindrances that have been at your start or in your middle or wherever you are, the breakthrough. 
the breakthrough is what happens because your boundaries are established and that means that you have that pathway that you can see straight through. So there's no more meandering to the left side or the right side and, and going all over the place, but it's having a steady course. This is what's in this season for you. It's an understanding of what you were willing to do because it will be so clear. And actually, it even has a stone for this month and it's white and a clear course. It's so clear to you that everything else that's been an add-on or a weighing down, it falls away from you because you certainly know what you're to do and you don't lose focus or break rank. Is this of interest to anybody? Yes. Have <laughs> to make sure I'm talking to the sure right people. Is. Yes, okay. it is. All right. This is the month to be merciful. That means that you're going to point your tongue in the right direction and you're going to stop allowing. See, part of our distraction comes from what we allow our eyes to see and what we allow our mouths to say. So when you know where you're headed, what everybody else has to say about it or against it does not matter. It's a clear vision of what he has said because I've asked him for the impossible, which this whole enterprise looks like, because the impossible is what he wants to do. And I expect the impossible to be done because he wants to do it. It is his pleasure to do it. And I am all about God being pleased with my life. Okay? Yeah. All right, the last card. It is the month of alignment. It's the month when you settle all of these little feuds and get rid of all of these little attitudes that are uh, keeping you on the ground. It's, it's, it's the time to increase expectations by increasing giving. So I'm gonna read this part to us because this really, it, it says something on the scriptures Luke 6:38, which most of us are familiar with, okay, which says, "Given it shall be given, to, will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom." And so you know, because you read your Bibles and you understand that God always deals in—we call them steps—and that's okay when you're talking about going step up to the next step, levels, levels. But God deals; these are seasons right here where he said the season of good measure the season of press down the season of shaking together and the season of running over which aligns with what the apostle has been talking about pertaining to being debt free okay then you become start to prosper and then you move into kingdom wealth it's what we do in the lower seasons if you will or the different seasons that move prepare us to move into a new uh, now, there is the timing of God. We know the, the Kairos and the Kronos time. And some of this stuff we do in, in just the regular clock calendar. But when we get into the Kairos, the timing of God, the seasons of God, you want to have done everything in the Kronos time, the regular time, so that when the season comes, this is like the virgins, the five with the oil and the five without the oil. Everybody needed oil, but five decided we're going to get it. The others were like, well, we'll just, you know, it'll be all right. We'll borrow from you. No, you won't, actually. Because when the season of the bridegroom came, everything changed from what they had been to what they were. This is the season of distinction.
in determining who really wants this versus who's just willing to have it if you give it out. So here, these are seasons. He says, well, with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Same measure, and Greek and Hebrew, but that's not what we want to do right now. He says that there are four levels, the good measure, the press down, the shaking together, and the running over, okay? And what they mean, good measure is sufficiency. So there you have another scripture. Now, every time you get the meaning of a word, you find another word in another scripture. You find another thing that God has said that tethers you to it. Okay? It's like, all right, this is what he said. Now, there's something else that he said that when I put this with this, it's going to start connecting me and opening up my understanding. And I will actually get God's understanding instead of a natural understanding to what he means. Because we have a definition, an earthly definition of sufficiency. But God has a definition. There's a kingdom definition of sufficiency that is higher. Higher ranking, higher uh, vibration of it, higher everything than the natural understanding. It's the heavenly understanding. So he says that you will have this sufficiency. And so when we have this in all, and, and he, he set a, a limit or a place for it. God said you would have in 2 Corinthians 9, Verse 8, that you will have all sufficiency in all things. That's, see, that's the realm of sufficiency. The realm of sufficiency. You need to find it in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I'll say it again, but it's a realm or a realm. It's a place. It's not a thing. It's a place. When God's word starts talking about this and this and this, you're talking about portals. You're talking about a place that you go in and when you come out on the other side, you enter into something else. It's no going back. It's the most awesome thing. It opens up, you step into it. That's what was happening with the music today. It opens up, you step into it, and you start traveling toward it. And when you get to the end of it, it opens up to the next part, which is another scripture. God is able to make all grace, which is a place, a thing that works in the place, abound, there's another piece of it, toward you. So there's the direction. Intent, okay, purpose, what it is, and the direction, who it's toward. This is toward you. So those words in the Bible, when you read toward you, he's talking about you. He's talking about us. This is for you. This part, I, I supply all the grace. I cause grace to abound, grace, the ability to overcome whatever, whatever the obstacle, the ability, the power, the empowerment, the person who will abound in you and toward you, that you, always having, he's now, now look, always having all sufficiency means this is how you are seen. This is level one. This is Half debt free. This is not only debt free, <laughs> but it's paying your bills on time. Come on. All right. Now, this is what this is. Thank you, Lord. It's very scriptural to pay our bills on time. It's very scriptural to be debt free. It's not for the special few, it's the kingdom standard. All right. Now, when you start thinking debt free is kingdom standard, and that first fruits is a part of it, 
Do you see something different? Possibly. Anybody? Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you see what I see? Always having all sufficiency in all things. Has anybody opened their Bible to that scripture? I've, I've repeated it a few times. Yeah. Did you put it up there? I'll let you put it up there. God is able to make all grace. Not some grace. Not a portion of grace. All grace. Abound toward you. That means it's coming at you. It's, it's an action term. All grace abound toward you. For you. On your side. Not working against you. That means you've got, how do I say it? Like a protection detail. Like a, like a, a not, so, not an entourage, it's better than that. Like the contingency of servants or, or uh, warriors or whatever it is it has, you have need of the workers, the resources. Everything that you need, you are equipped with. That's what this is saying. God is able to equip you completely. Okay? To toward to because it abounds toward you it's toward you it's you're the magnet that draws it that you always have you see there it is always having all sufficiency in all things which is the abounding of grace so that you lack nothing but your natural eyes and life and thinking causes you to think when i get paid when this happens when that happens and you focus more on the how to get instead of what you have. The how to get is not your part. The receiving, the thanksgiving, and the expectation is your part. The thanksgiving and the expectation is your part. The preparation, the gathering, the obedience to what, just the steps that he said, that's your part. That's all your part. The rest of it is not yours. And he takes care of it. So that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. That's the standard for sufficiency. Kingdom standard. Much better than saying, oh, it's sufficient. Right? Okay? All right. So when we have that, it's speaking of us being self-contained. We don't have to look outside ourselves to get our needs met. And so on it goes. So he says, some people would say, but I give, but I don't seem to have enough. And he says, on the basis of the integrity of his word, the problem is that you haven't been measuring out enough to even get the good measure operating in your life. So if we're below good measure, there's a reason. And we're going to solve that, and then I'll get out of the way. All right. All right, for the moment. God's word is true. The Lord showed me that the whole, he said here, the whole issue of us determining the level of blessing that is coming into our lives is the key to breakthrough. The whole issue of uh, our level of blessing he said, it's the issue of us determining the level of blessing. What do you want? What's the standard that you have set currently in your life? I have this, I have this, I have enough. No, because his name is not enough. It's more than enough. Mm -hmm. All sufficiency. That's right. Those are all definitions of that. Yeah. All right? So what he's saying, and this is going to hurt your feelings, and that's good. Right? It's, it's, right. it's going to be good to hurt your feelings because we actually need to to um, cause you to realize that your feelings have been leading you scared. And you don't want to follow your feelings. You want to follow God's feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. He said, breakthrough is when we go from one level to the next. We are to be going from face to face, glory to glory, and strength to strength. And he made us to progress forward and experience ever-increasing dimensions of life and blessing. And if we aren't, it's because we keep measuring out the same measurement. And therefore, we keep getting the same thing back into our lives. Now, that caught my attention. If we want to have a bigger life and go to the next levels, we initiate it by stepping into a new measurement of giving. If we give, it will be given to us on the level that we apportion it out. Now, see, some of us, we think that's the increase, just the increase of the dollars. But I want to say to you, that's not the increase of dollars it's the expansion of attitude and expectation now i had a certain amount that has been my for a while and as i was reading this all of a sudden it dawned on me i mean it really clicked in for me that it was time that, that i was still staying in that same place and that i needed to change it i mean one simple adjustment and i have to tell you my whole attitude, it just opened up my eyes and I thought, wow, I suddenly can expect more. I can expect in alignment. When I, more is in alignment. It's not just the more like an increase, but it's in alignment with the way he's thinking. I'm thinking more like him. I'm starting to see this the way he sees it, the way he said it. And so here he says, so I take that step of faith and step into a new realm of giving that kickstarts us into a new place of living, which is hard to do in the natural when there doesn't seem to be enough. But the reason there isn't enough is because we've been measuring out in insufficient levels for too long. Or maybe the level that we have, have been in in the time, the season has changed. And we have to change with it. I do know some people that wear certain kinds of clothes all year round, but they'll layer them up or they'll, or they'll strip them down. And there are some people, no season seems to, they, they don't change no matter what the season. There's a place in the God where you don't change, but that place where you don't change is the place where you constantly change. It's that willingness to go with him instead of being steadfast in your picture of what you're to be like. This is what I look like as a minister. This is what I look like as a woman. This is what I look like as a, whatever it is that you're seeing yourself as. It can't be, this is what I look like according to what we say. It must be, this is what I look like according to what he's showing. And I make the adjustment. The month, this is the month to connect your talk to your walk. Thereby making continuous ongoing progress in order to move from one level of strength to the next. There's more, but I'm going to be quiet for a little bit, and I um, prayerfully can come back and finish that. Are you, are you with me so far? Yeah. Because I want to tell you what the blessing is yeah. on the other side of this. Unction and <clears throat> here to do communion, to receive communion. And I went back to Leon, and uh, uh, you know, go ahead and prepare. Um, and the Lord had shown me, Leon and Michael, 
during communion. Uh, so you guys can come, you, you can come up too. Um, and then Leon said he had to leave early, so I said, okay. Um, it was adjusting, but it really wasn't an adjustment of our time. Because during this communion, this is a time of expansion. I believe what this is going to do in the healing, I, I, I believe that there's many people in this auditorium, or whatever you want to call it, and online, whatever, that are sick. Not talking about physical sickness, but emotional, psychological, and just sick in dreams and hopes and all of those things. And I can even tell by some of y'all faces the way y'all look. <laughs> okay? You know, the, the, the Bible says that, oh, and you can start to come forth, and you guys can get yours and come on up here. Um, the, the, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. A am I right? Yes. yes. Okay, well, I believe that there is a sickness going on, and then there's a phoniness and a fakiness, and when you come, you can bring your tithes and offerings and stuff like that, too. Not the first fruits yet, but you, I mean, you know, unless God tells you to do that, too. But there's a fakeness that's going on that I believe that he wants to heal. Come on, just come on, baby. That he wants to, that he wants to heal and set free. Um, am, am I, I mean, is this witnessing to you? I, 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 yeah, I, I just believe that um, you guys can come close up. And, um, no, we've done Psalms 91. We've been totally vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Psalms 91, okay. All right, and Psalms 23. So we've been, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There it is. And, and uh, but what I'm hearing is, is that before people bring forth their first fruits, before people bring forth things, before you finish listening to what it is that Pastor Lonsine has to say, and even the things that Apostle Maritoni and, and uh, uh, Michael and, and uh, Leonora and I and whatever it is has been talking about, talk, talking about, talking about on Tuesdays. And the reason that the Lord had told us to do four times a week, of, uh, four times a month, uh, four times a year on our first fruit is the last one is the month of December. And when she says the time that you guys say I was born, I want something to happen in you and for you. It is a birthing month. It is one of those things that happen. He says it's a date that you've put forth, but this is a day that I'm going to use. So that's why we do a celebration of four times a year. It's what it is that he has said to do, and this is something that I'll do until he comes, unless he tells me to stop, because it's been that kind of a blessing, and it's been that type of a, a healing in my family and in me and allowing me to grow. And it's all about the growth. It's just like communion. Communion is not what you think it is. Communion is not. It's a, it's a common union. It's communion. It's not what you think it is. And so as we receive this today, we're going to receive this on a different note, a different dimension, a different place, a different way than we've ever done it before. And I don't know what it is that he's going to say through these two men, but all I know is that I know who he told me, who he said to have do it. And so um, I, I, I pass this over to you. 
thank you, Lord. And Father, as right now, as we are walking into the time of Shavuot, Father, you're all about giving. On Shavuot, you gave us the Torah, you gave us the Ten Statements, and you gave us the Book of Jubilees. You know, nobody talks much about that, but you did. And uh, Lord, uh, you told your Talmudim, your disciples, to tarry and wait. And when they gathered in the upper room, they were celebrating Shavuot. But you gave again. You gave your Ruach HaKodesh to come in, which changed everything. No longer would, did the Ruach come upon those as he did with the uh, prophets. But now you came with them as well. At times, yes, you still do come upon us as well. But we thank you, Father God, for this emblem. Don't put it on there, okay? So, Lord, I thank you. As you rain down manna in the desert, Lord, it was a lack of faith with your people, with Lord, you didn't even let their, uh, their clothes didn't even, even wear out. But then in their thoughts, they thought about what was in Egypt, the food that they ate. Lord, you were visible to them. Yeah, they didn't have the Torah, they didn't have your word, but you were visible in a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. been able to trust in you, Lord, I know that you would have covered. They would have not even have had to eat or drink. Just as Moshe went up on the mountain, Lord, for 40 days and 40 nights, he was in your presence. He didn't need that food, Lord. And many don't know, but Moshe was called up for 120 days. Because yes, when yes. he came down, as he came down the first time, when he seen the worshiping of the golden calf. And by the way, on the, when it comes to shofars, that's one thing that you'll never see or should never see is a, even though the, the, the cow or the bull is something that is kosher for eating, you should never see a shofar made from that because of the golden calf Never. incident. So as Moshe goes back up again to make the atonement, and then he came down for another day, and then Hashem called him back up to the mountain one more time. So it was a total of 120 days that he went without. But he was in the presence of yod heh vav -Heh. Therefore, he didn't need anything else. <laughs> so Lord I thank you for this we thank you for your this bread which is a representation Father God of your body the precious body of your son Yeshua 
Lord Jesus, what held you up on that cross on that cross was love. The love for each one of us. Yeah. And we thank you, Lord. And as you were having the Pesach meal with your disciples and you passed around the bread, you said, take this and eat after the matzah. Take this and eat. And when you looked at the matzah, you would see the, that it had holes and it had the stripes, the burnt stripes, mm -hmm. the actual representation of the piercings of our Lord Jesus yeah. and the stripes that you bore around the matzah, and you did the bracha, and you said, Baruch Adonai Elokeinu Melech HaOlam HaMotzi Lechem Binares. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, Sovereign King of the Universe, who has brought forth bread from the earth in the form of Yeshua, born in Be'et Lechem, the house of bread. John 17, Jesus prayed for himself, he prayed for the disciples, and he prayed for the believers. Now as he was praying for the believers, he said, I am with the Father, and I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. And now those who are faithful and have accepted me as their Christ also within me. And we thank you, Jesus, for that prayer. He said one more thing. He said, this is a church united, a body united in Christ, which is every Father God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus. And as you're with your disciples, before you broke the bread with your body, you took the cup and you passed it around and said, each of you take some. Just as each of us takes some that represent, we are taking it from that unity, that church unity, that God unity. We are taking from that cup. And God said, and this is my son of which I'm very happy. And we are glad that Jesus was faithful. Mm -hmm. And this cup that we take right now that represents the blood that is to be spilled for Jesus at that moment, but now that we can accept as the blood that was spilled, we take that blood. And this cup that represents it. And we remember you, Jesus. For that's what this is for, is to remember that we are united with Christ united with God and that we are representative of his kingdom on this earth and we partake of the cup
is in every time we celebrate the first fruit, whether it's Shavuot, or I probably pronounce it wrong, but uh, whether it's Pentecost, whether it's the last month of the year, whatever, uh, whether it's the Feast of Tabernacles. He's the first, and he will be, and he will on that on that Feast of Tabernacles. We are his temple. This is the reason that we do first fruits. This is the reason that we obey. This is the reason that we honor. This is the reason that it's holy. And I pray that we all expand so that we can receive whatever the finish of this is. that you can take your glasses to the side. <clears throat> and uh, uh, as Pastor Lombine comes forward to finish what she's going to finish, I'm going to release my first fruits and the first fruits of Frederick and Patricia. Patricia. Um, uh, and it happens to be Beth Frederick's birthday also today. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. You know, obedience is a wonderful thing. Obedience is an awesome thing. Come on, finish it up. Uh, obedience is the thing that is just more than, than you can imagine. Because when we obey and do things the way that he says to do them, just like he just had us do communion. You know, how we have, how people have set times of doing things and they have all of that, but we don't do that. We follow what it is that he says. And, 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 and so you were able to be expanded through what he wanted to done through, through Leon and, yeah. and, 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 um, and Michael. Yeah. Are, are, are you understanding? Yeah. And he said to be expanded. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're almost finished and, and, and whatever. But it's like, we're going to obey God. We're going to obey God in this house. I don't care whether it's one or a thousand. We're going to obey God. We're always going to obey God. And if there's ever a time... And you're just too tired or too bored or this is not the way that it's supposed to be then unplug yourself dig yourself up and go and 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 and, and, and dry out because that's what will happen and then say god please replant me do you understand but we're going to be we're, we're going to burn, and we're going to we're going to allow him to burn everything out of us that's not his. And I don't want this, that no flesh is going to glory in his presence. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And if we do what it is that he says to do, all of those things that he planted in your heart, all of those places of prison that you're in, and all of those places, the prison, the prison that he had, he told us to build. Is a state-of-the-art prison, but it's a place that is so free. It is different. The picture of that, the picture of that prison is so free. Because it's a kingdom thing. And they say in California and whatever it is that there's no place for it to be. But do you know who owns everything in California? 
Do you realize that I don't care what they say? All I know is what he said to do. And I know that it's growing in me and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the difference in the cells and things that are different that you can take a whole cell, you can take a whole people and move it from one place to the other so nobody gets so comfortable that they think that, they, that they're able to run that block. There are things that he has placed in me and other people and one of my clients, that's from Hollywood, he's placed it in him also. And he wants to help finance it and all of these different kinds of things. So there's all of this going. Understand this. When God says to do something, and we do it God's way, not according to this earth, not according to the dust of this earth, trying to mix the, the uh, uh, as, as Apostle uh, Terry Espinosa, and when she, uh, when her new album, I think that's what you still call it, when it comes out, which is going to be soon, uh, the first place she's going to release it is here. She's going to come up here and minister, and it's, um, um, well, it's not in English. It's, it's in Spanish, but it's, it, what's, what's all them group of people with the Mexican hats on that, that, that uh, Mari? Yeah, that's what it is. So we're going to have a Mari actually good time. So <laughs> okay, hallelujah. Yeah. So we'll let Pastor Lonzie finish, and then uh, uh, we'll pray over all of this. Go ahead. Oh, another thing that's getting ready to happen. Um, um, I'm getting um, a 2XL uh, big green egg. And y'all know what that is? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're gonna do that. Oh, the big green is two XL big green egg. And I'm doing it at my house, and then we we gonna we gonna have a cook off. We gonna find out who gonna do what, and then we're gonna we'll have church there that day too. Okay. All right. <laughs> My older brother right now is going through an issue, and uh, rooted in that is uh, unforgiveness towards my mother. And um, so my nephew gave me a call last night crying because he's the one that's taking care of him. He's had a couple of strokes and was an alcoholic. And um, so he's, uh, my nephew noticed some dementia starting to form, and my nephew looks a lot like we were all abandoned at one time by her, so he's kind of the only one. They're, they're only two living together right now, so he reached out to me last night, so I'm going to head over there, and uh, so if everybody could kind of, you know, bless us with the prayer to pray over that. Thank you so much 
We praise you for the recognition of your compassion to come to human rescue. Oh Lord, we thank you. We hear the question and we hear the soft and gentle sound of your laughter as you ask the question of those little friends who lost a father and children. And we know the answer to that is no, Lord. There is not. Not where there is a willing vessel. And here is one that stands here right now, willing to let you remain in the concern of this family and knowing that he is not the answer, but the answer is the Lord. And so we praise you and we thank you. We praise you and we thank you. Even the vibrations and the, and the rhythms and the things that go on in Leon. We praise you and we thank you for the belief that the love of God and the blood of Jesus is to Arthur into art right now, into the wounded areas where the little boy is still so mad at his mother. That we speak to that poison, to that bitterness, and we release healing frequencies into Arthur's mind, his will, his emotions, the art, his mind, his will, his emotions, that there is a shift, a shift, and an opening, and a possibility with God. There is a a separation of that which is you and that which is not. And we release the love of God into those wounded areas of this man's soul, into the places where, where his mind has had the bitterness of soul, has given him a false picture of himself and his life. And we speak that the decrees of love, that the frequencies of love shatter that picture. Yes. There will be a clear distinction before the weight of your glory and your forgiveness rest upon this man now. Yeshua, dementia, we speak directly to you and we say you shall not form in fullness for Jesus, 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 we release. We release this word to you, Arthur. The Lord perfects the things that concern you. Every bit of condemnation, shame, and accusation is destroyed off of this boy off of this family in the name of Jesus. It is sure for the accusations cannot stand in the court of God's forgiveness. And the desire of your heart Father for Art. The desire of your heart for Arthur. We pray, we ask that you receive your heart's desire in their lives this day. That you get to break through. That you get to bring them out. That you get to manifest yourself to them the way you long to, that you have an opening, that you have an opening to intervene in the works of darkness, that you have the opportunity to express your desire before him with such clarity, with such precision, with such love for him, that he breaks 
through, that you have extended your scepter of healing, of righteousness, of forgiveness, and that he weighs the cost and chooses you. In the confrontation between darkness and light, we decree and declare light prevails. Yes. Light prevails. The very vibrations under their feet, shaking this thing up, 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 dissolving, 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 dissolving. There's a mixture of fire, there's a mixture of wind, ashofa, eletaske, mekonda, oroba, undosfora, sound, 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 sound mind, sound mind, sound mind, sound mind, sound mind, sound mind, koshofa, alate, skotosa, yes.
to do some business with him. See, before you do the business, take care of business with him. Get the vision. We talked about this a little earlier. The clarity of vision. The ability to see what it is that is a, a straight path, an alignment. This is the season that every first fruit is re releasing to receive time with the master. It's now that we've re released, we get to, it's like he says, you're scheduled for this appointment to come and spend the time with me so that I can show you how to walk in the season that you're in. No more. This is why this list is is if you when you write, I want the the spouse and I want the and the this and the this and this. That's all fine, but it's such a you either write this long list or you collapse it into Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, and you put it in some of the scriptures, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which we know, Psalm one thirty nine, where he says that you've written a book about me. I want to live out the pages of my book. See, this is a different way of thinking of it because we can get sidetracked by stuff, things, all things we have to richly enjoy. So the things are not the parts, it's the qualities and the character that we get to increase in from the kingdom perspective. This is the greater gifting. This is the one that causes not only for us to get whatever that stuff is, but for us to have to give to someone else. So that you can pray for, you'll release healing frequencies just by walking in the will of God because the will of God is for all to be healed. And so when I choose that, you have this whatever, ministry, anointing, calling, ability. And when I call for the will of God to be made known, then all of those things that are connected to that, connected to me, the ability to walk in this uh, intimacy with him, the ability to hear him and to see things that I've never seen before. Instead of running after the angels, running after the encounter here, running after this, running after that, I rest. This soaking time is a time when you're having these appointments with the master. You can go home and play one song over and over. Uh, there's probably 16, I have 16 hours of soaking music on one playlist at home. You don't have that one here. You've probably got about six hours of it or something. But I've got about 16 hours of it, and I play it 24 hours a day. It plays, it's playing in my house right now. And I'm here to tell you something. The atmosphere when I walk in there, it makes it easier, because I'll be in other rooms of the house a little agitated sometimes. It's like you're not resting. And then I'll go into that place, and he's saying, I require whatever it is he's asking. I want you to learn to sit before me. Practice it at home. Do it at home. It shouldn't be, and, and it shall not be, that you only do it from 10 o'clock to 10.45 here. But you come from that place into this place. And that part is there so that you just very simply were hearing him and the pictures that he wants and the, 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 the development that he has in store in this for this house in this season. It will see. In this first fruit season, in this one, Things that because of the obedience, the prison just got brought forward again. The building has been talked about. And God has already let it be made known. I am the one that's, oh, I have it. I 
pulling it out of you so that you can see where it is and it manifests. So we had expectation, or we talked about it, but now in this first season, it's the business person. We, that building, the business of the building, the business of the prison, the business part, the things that the king wants to do, the business of communion, the business of name your insert, the name of your kingdom business there, whatever that happens to be, the God level, the first fruit says no. Now, because you've set that aside and brought it in honor, I want you to take this expectation to expect to have the next step, to expect to know what to do, to expect the appointments, the meetings, the financing, the funding, whatever, the completion of what you have for, the, for this or for the things you talked about last week, to expect, ah, this thing comes together supernaturally. I've done the natural parts. Now comes the, 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 the revving of the engine, the turbine or turbo or whatever you want to call it. It's the superpower. Because of the prayer. Because it's the will of the king to take care of business within and through those that are his kingdom business minded. Are you with me? I'm almost done. So he says, um, so that's, the, I'm going to look from the pages of the book, the book that you wrote. This is the book. This is one book, and in this is my story. In this book is my story. My life story is in here. And that's the page, uh, from these pages, I choose on my list to say, for this first fruits, I have full expectation that I will live out the days that you have written about me. That from this moment forward, I will fulfill, my emotions must align with the way that you have written them about me. The picture that I have of me gives way to the picture that you have. Yeah. Yeah. This is what the first fruits does, okay? And then he says, so it's a, it's a month that he wants you to learn his principles, not just the scriptures about prosperity, not just the scriptures about healing, not just the scriptures, and not seeing yourself in some wonderful ministry where you get to, it's all about you. That's done. This is the power of, of the king, the presence of the king, the way Yeshua walked it, the way Yeshua talked it, the way Yeshua is in us as he is. The life, this is the last scripture I think I want to give you. I, I always do. Um, 2 Corinthians uh, 4. Oh, there's so much to this, but go to Romans 8 first and make your way to um, now you, you're familiar with these scriptures, I, I'm going to say it this way you're familiar with me always speaking the same scriptures and I'm staying with them because I'm, I'm starting to have understanding there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Messiah Yeshua who don't walk according to the flesh so if you don't, if you walk according to the flesh, condemnation comes with it. You're feeling condemned. You're feeling overwhelmed. And like people are talking about you, you're walking in the flesh. That's why. And that's what the scripture is saying. But if you're not walking in the flesh, you don't have that condemnation. Okay? Feeling condemned, you're in the flesh. 
So that simplifies it, and now we don't have to dwell on that anymore. Okay, so if you ever say, I just flip it, well, you're in the flex. You won't get mad, because you'll know it's good. And it'll solve your problem that much faster, and then you'll have more fun, and we can celebrate Taco Tuesday with Kimberly. Okay, <laughs> so there is no condemnation. There now no more none for those who are in that. See, then I was after the decree. There is therefore now no condemnation. Can you hear it? It's a decree. It's a kingdom decree. That walk according to the Spirit. For the law, verse two. This is the the one. For the law of the Spirit of life. In Messiah Yeshua, it's a law. Has set you free, set me free yes. from the law of sin and death. Now, in that, it connects totally to Second Corinthians four. It's a law, but it's not a law that is above you. It's the law that governs you. This is the law that has been put in us. This is when he said, I will put my law, I will put my Torah, I will put it in you. I will not just have you, um, you're not just, uh, go to Jeremiah 31, very quickly. Like run. Okay, Jeremiah 31, and this, uh, this also connects to it. Verse 33, or verse 31, I'm sorry. Verse 31, surely the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt because they broke my covenant. Although I was a husband to them, says the Lord. Verse 33, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them and write it in their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts, in their hearts, in their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And now here he says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and set me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God did, by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and concerning sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled where? In us. Who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So when we walk in the spirit, we're carriers of the law of life, the, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? We're electrifying. It means that you are a carrier of supernatural life. You can't have sickness or disease dwell in your body, your mortal body, because you're a carrier of the law of the spirit of life. And in life, God's life, there is no death. There is no sickness. There is none of these, none of these things can stay the light that is in you, the light that's turned on, starts to move in every part, every cell, every part of your body, and starts destroying it. How? Simply by shining upon it. 
and the darkness cannot stand. I know, but it's okay. It's not to go into hell. It's to start to tell you what you carry if you don't walk according to the flesh. The stuff happens to us because we, the fear of giving up a couple of hundred dollars or whatever it is, the fear of what my life would be like, all of these different things. And he said, no, he says here, you always carry, I, I, you always carry the, 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 this, this love. You always carry, we have this ministry um, that the, through the mercy that we have received and we don't lose heart, we renounce the secret things of shame and we don't walk in craftiness or handle the word of God deceitfully. Why? Because the light has been turned on. Because when I honored him with this, and it said that he's causing all grace to abound to me. All these things are the kingdom ability to overcome the darkness. The kingdom ability to overcome the stinginess or the fear of man which holds on to money or greed or, or, or whatever the thing happens to be. The ability to hold a grudge. I lose that ability. I lose the ability to walk in darkness. Because I chose to honor God and put him first. And with my expectation and my thanksgiving every day, or thanksgiving every day, and expectation of him to do what he said, the first fruits become my entrance into and my way through to the next season of God in my life. I heard something and it was as we honor God in the manifestation of things will happen so that people can see and honor God because of how we honor God. Is that can you can you see it? And that's what this is about. See I honor him and I honor him in private. That's what this is. That's the reason there's no names or no anything on here, okay? Um, we honored him in private, and he says in his word, what you do secretly, I'll do what? I'll reward openly. So he will be honored behind what we did in our closet. And we did this secretly. Nobody knows who gave, who did what because it was in secret, and then he will be honored by the manifestation of what happens and we'll be able to enjoy it, but it's him that's being honored because he will have manifested what needed to be, what was to be manifested. People will see your life and they will glorify him. Hallelujah. So you would pray over the tithes and the offerings and the
form of praise and worship, Father God. So we worship you and praise you not only with our yeah, tongue and our do. heart, but with our seed, with the with what you have blessed us with, Father God. So Father, I pray that you bless these tithes, offerings, bless the hearts, Father God, that gave into this house, that seated, Father in heaven. Father, we thank you and just man, Lord, we just give you the glory and all the praise and honor. Amen. Amen. We thank you for joining us online. Remember Tuesday, um, the real for really telling it like it is, the tell it like it is program, really telling it like it is. We tell it like the Bible says and not the way we feel it. And um, Apostle uh, Maritoni Yamat will be on with me. It seems like we're just hooked at the shoulders and the hips. No, that makes too wide of a picture. <laughs> so, uh, Henry Rook and uh, uh, Michael Hall, Hill, Hall, as yeah. in Hall. He's going up a hill, but you know. Hill. Uh, yeah, hill, uh, Hall. No, it's Hill. Hill, okay. <laughs> Michael Hill is going through the hall to get to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there no matter what. Yeah, he'll be there no matter what. Anyway, we're, we're going to continue with, with that. and. Uh, let me share something with you. It's not just being done here, but one of the things that um, I, I realized something as I was reading somebody's Facebook, whatever it is thing, uh, one of the uh, economic things I did in South Africa, and now I'm being asked to do something in Texas and different places and whatever. So what we're doing here is mattering. Okay, and it's going all over because what happens is this, is that the minds of people have to be changed. And the way that we think about money has to be changed. The way that we think about ourselves have to be changed. And if you're constantly thinking about yourself and your little silly image, then repeat these words at no. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, we're free of questions or anything about what you spoke about, right? Zebulun, can you say the definition of that again? You mentioned it earlier. What? Zebulun, what does it mean? It, it was a tribe. You said something else. Zebulun is a tribe. I am. Okay. What did you say about it? Business people. They, yeah. they trade and they know about business. That's okay. what that tribe stuff was. Thank you. So you can be Zebulunites. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord, uh, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord has given you his shalom. And please take what you have received today and meditate on it. Don't just throw it away. Don't just go and flush it. But receive it and walk in it. And again, happy birthday to my son, Frederick. Hallelujah.